0: And so that duplication of data can actually be deduped and just sent to say a server that the customer owns. And then from there, shaped and routed to various third parties, reducing the amount of scripts and the performance impact of client-side measurement, uh, reducing the amount of code that's running there, and then taking care of some of that logic uh, that, that right now gets pushed out to the browser.
1: Welcome to the Technical Marketing Handbook, a podcast where we put the technical in technical and the marketing in marketing. Today our topic is tag management and we once again have a wonderful guest. So lean just slightly forward and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Technical Marketing Handbook. I am again your host Simo Ahava and I'm also the co-founder of Simmer who is kind enough to sponsor this podcast. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I have a long history with tag management solutions, Google's tag manager in particular. In the early days of GTM, I was persuaded by the tag management solutions promise of making everything faster and smoother for the marketer in an organization. This is because a TMS, or a tag management solution, lets you deploy those all-important marketing, advertising, and analytics code snippets without having to make changes to the website itself. It's essentially a type of container which gets privileges from the website by virtue of being deployed on the page, after which it can freely inject any type of code the TMS user likes. Now, this is a huge thing for marketers who often need to introduce new campaigns and tools, or make changes in existing solutions with speed and agility rarely matched by the internal IT and DevOps processes within the organization. And this is the core premise and the promise of a tag management solution. And very little has changed to this day. I mean, sure, New features and security measures are introduced all the time, but no TMS is ready to compromise this core idea of circumventing organizational bottlenecks that really exist most commonly to introduce even a semblance of governance to the prolific tool-centered solutionism that modern digital marketing is. Now, as you might have read between the lines, I'm not particularly excited about this aspect of a TMS. There are governance-related bottlenecks in place for a reason. Almost everybody who's worked with a TMS, including myself numerous times, has at some point deployed code that broke some part of the site. There are also scrupulous MarTech vendors who get you to install their code snippet on the site, after which it runs freely in the user's browser, injecting it with malware and collecting data beyond what the user is actually ready to depart with. Tools like GTM do have security measures that help with this issue. There are things like allow and deny lists which let the site owner choose what tags can run on the site. There are special policies which go on an even more granular level to determine what mechanisms individual tags are allowed to run on the page, and there are unit tests and access control levels and approval queues and workspaces and environments, etc but it's always going to be up to the organization to decide whether or not to adopt these. And anecdotally, most GTM containers I work with or ever have worked with have nothing of this sort in use. They're still just injection machines with very little oversight from the IT or DevOps of the organization running the site itself. GTM's latest innovation in this space is server-side tagging. Now the simplest description of server-side tagging is in the name itself. Tag management is moved away from the client or or the browser into the server. The key thing here is that this server is owned by the organization running the tag manager and not by Google, for example. Server-side tagging lets the site move those critical and vulnerable data flows to go through the organization's own server where they can be validated and sanitized before being dispatched to the vendor. Server-side tagging could well be the paradigm shift that the somewhat stagnant tag management space has been waiting for. It brings back a lot of credibility to the TMS capability to reshape the entire organization, and it moves the most hazardous parts of a TMS away from the client where they are vulnerable to these (laughs) martech vendors' manipulations. To help me figure out the current state of tag management, I'm extremely pleased that Adam Halbardier from Google joined me for this interview. I've known Adam for quite some time now and I consider him to be as good a friend as a Googler really can be. He's been at Google since 2014, working as a senior software engineer on the tagging team, and today he's the tech lead for server-side tagging, among many, many other things. Adam was kind enough to make the time for this interview out of his busy schedule and even though we talk about really nothing but Google in this interview, it's important to remember that his opinions are his own and not those of his employer. So stick around to hear what we discussed about Google Tag Manager after these words from our podcast sponsor.
0: Are you a marketing or a data professional looking to skill up? Take a look at the online courses Simmer has to offer at
1: teamzimmer.com. The courses are completely self-paced and your enrollment will grant you lifetime access to the material, including any updates.
0: Go to teamzimmer.com and use the coupon code HANDBOOK to get 10% off your course purchase. That's teamzimmer.com.
1: Adam Halbardier from Google, could you please explain how server-side tagging works, especially when compared with traditional web-based tag management?
0: Yeah, I'd love to, Simo. So traditionally, in client-side measurement, uh, you, s- you put a snippet of code on your page, um, on your website, or um, include an SDK in your app. And that uh, code will do some measurement and then send that data to, uh, you know, to a collection server to collect that data. In a server-side measurement solution, uh, it can work in conjunction with client-side measurement in that you have a server that, uh, that, the, that the customer owns, that the marketer owns, and you could direct that data from the client, from the browser, from the app to that server, Uh, And then in the server, you can shape and route and augment that data and then control where that data flows, what third parties that that data is going to be shared with. Uh, So they can work hand in hand. There's also a version of server side measurement that can work truly server to server where your web server uh, or, you know, some backend that you own that uh, interacts with your app uh, can collect data and then send that. To, um, to various third parties that you would choose to share it with.
1: So thanks for that explanation. And I'm going to jump straight to one of the things you mentioned, which I think we both agree is one of the USPs of server-side tagging, and it's this idea of ownership. So with server-side tagging, you essentially created something that the organization running the tag management system should own 100%. Like it's, it's their governed solution. Was this... A clear decision from day one for Google when you went into server-side tagging, or did you actually debate a more kind of co-shared option between Google and the organization running GTM?
0: Yeah. So as we looked at uh, kind of measurement and server-side measurement in general, we we think that a customer-owned solution is the most durable in the long term. Of course, we assessed different options. Uh, but we've chosen to invest in this particular uh, solution, server-side GTM, and this customer-owned server, because it gives the customer the control, the first-party control over their data, and then they can choose where they, what they want to do with that data after they've had the opportunity, server-side, to, um, you know, to cleanse it, uh, to augment it, and and to shape it as they see fit.
1: And there's there's this notion of first party data here as well. And, and you know, first party obviously has many, many flavors to it. We have the, you know, the technical domain specific um, definition of first party when there's a shared domain namespace, for example, with the tagging server, and then the website sending the data. But then there's also this idea that it's first parties owned by the organization rather than a third party or a vendor. But Technically, server side tagging at least initially runs on the Google Cloud platform, and it runs on App Engine. It runs, it downloads a container from Google Tag Manager servers. Is is ownership really there, or is it is it somehow an illusion? What do you think?
0: Ownership's definitely there. Like any cloud service, uh, the project uh, that the customer sets up. They own those resources. They own that data. The cloud is infrastructure uh, that exists on behalf of that customer. And so while the default experiences is is to run this on Google Cloud, uh, there's an option to run it on other cloud providers. There's an option to run it on premises. It runs on standard technology that can be run uh, really anywhere. And so we invite that uh, for customers who have other infrastructure or who are already set up elsewhere. They can deploy it that way. Uh, But even when on Google Cloud, those resources are still owned by that customer. uh, And uh, that data is not shared with Google unless the customer configures that container, that server to send that data to Google as they see
1: fit. And when you look at server-side tagging as a whole, being a, a relatively new venture for Google, uh, we're talking about the last couple of years here, um, do you consider, first of all, do, as an engineer, do you consider server-side tagging to be an evolution of client-side tag management? Do you think it's it's the logical next step, or is it a complementary step, like you should run both, or is it something completely separate and shouldn't be confused with with either or?
0: I think they work together. Uh, like I mentioned, there's a couple different modes where server-side measurement uh, can live. You can do complete server-to-server where your web server is talking to you know a third party and sharing that data. Uh, in the mode that we've taken here with server-side GTM, you typically configure some client-side tag to send data to your server. And that makes it simpler to set up. There's also uh a way for kind of the server and the client to interact with one another in uh and still leverage some of the technologies that are available in a browser like cookies. And so I think the solutions are complementary and that we'll see both uh in the future, at least for some good amount of time.
1: What do you think or or maybe you don't have to think, maybe you know, but what was the impetus? What what prompted Google to enter server-side tagging? Has this been going on for far longer as a deliberation than just the last couple of years when it's been in alpha and beta testing?
0: I think we're we're looking at, one, where the industry is going in terms of measurement. There's a lot of demand for server-side measurement um, and, and leveraging first-party data, a lot of which exists more server-side than client-side. Uh, so kind of looking to the future and also recognizing that our customers are asking for this, and we we want to be there for our customers. We want to give them solutions that work for them uh, and work for their measurement. And so, you know, we're we're thinking about how can we address those needs, and we think Server Side GTM is one way um, that we can address some of those needs, some of the demands that we're seeing from uh, the marketer.
1: And there's been a a lot of push, especially from from some notable ad tech vendors. To move things to the server. Now, obviously, one of the motivations for that is the uh, increasing unreliability of client-side data collection. Whether it's due to uh, browser features such as tracking protections, or whether it's due to um, privacy legislation making cookies more kind of more difficult to work with, more difficult to get consent to use browser storage. Do you think that this is uh, a pitch for server-side tagging to treat it as a kind of get your data back mechanism, get get back the data that's been taken away from us for all this time?
0: So how we think about it is it's leading into first-party data. It's leading into building those relationships with with your customer, um, with a business building the first-party relationship with the customer. And our vice president of analytics insight measurement, Vidya, talked about this at Google Marketing Live. How We see the future of measurement as first-party data, consented data, and then models for everything else um, where that data isn't available. And so that first-party story is really about building strong relationships between the business and their customers. And so um, server-side measurement very much fits in that mode of being able to bring your first-party data, whether it's online or offline, um, and bringing that together with the data that customers give you about themselves in that online space.
1: So one of the things when you look at the the templates in Google Tag Manager or the or the built-in templates is that it's not just Google there. There are there are other templates as well for vendors in your in your space and vendors in adtech and martech and analytics. When you design things like server side tagging and the APIs, how much of your time is spent figuring out uh, what is specifically good for Google products like the measurement protocol APIs and the send events to Google APIs versus what is good for the field in general, like like more generic APIs? What's the relationship between the two from an engineering point of view?
0: Yeah, they're both important. We've invested a lot of effort both into what we build um, in terms of Google integrations and in a lot of effort in supporting the wider ecosystem. And if you look at some of the technologies that we built in the last couple of years, it's very clear. They're, historically, Google Tag Manager has had uh, quite a number of uh, third-party tags built into the Google Tag Manager product. We had uh, we have a program called the Vendor Template Program, where vendors could build tags and get them integrated into, into GTM. Uh, but since then, we've built this really awesome technology called custom templates and the sandbox JavaScript and that tech gives um, really makes makes it possible for a community of people to build tags within this platform in a way that's safe in a way that gives a visibility into what these tags are doing uh, and it makes it safe for other people uh, with eyes open to be able to pull that, into their container, into their space, and to use that tag. Uh, this technology, custom template sandbox JavaScript, is available both for the web and for the server. Uh, and we really believe that that's kind of the future for Tag Manager in terms of um, being able to extend you know, adoption, uh, community building out the things that they need. And we are there to support in that we provide the APIs that allows that sandbox JavaScript to break out of the sandbox um, to do additional things, and we look hard at what those things are. Uh, some of those APIs were built you know, are driven by the needs of integrating with Google products, but we also can see what are the needs of other um, vendors that are out there. There's a lot of tags and tag manager, for example, and we're we're working through what would it what would it look like to support all of these. Uh, tags. what are the API needs that are necessary? And we've added a number kind of over time. So it's a balance between the two. Uh, we have a lot of different initiatives going on, but we're very committed and invested in in the, the community template gallery and the sandbox JavaScript tech. And we built all of server-side GTM on that tech. So we're very, very committed to to seeing it successful long-term.
1: One of the things that really for me was the clinching point for Google Tag Manager to become my my favorite tool was at least in the in the early years there was this immediacy between uh, the community and then the engineers and then the product managers and the gtm team in general it seemed like such an organic product to emerge out of a specific need rather than something that was first built and tailored in a lab behind closed doors and this this relationship between uh, being able to submit feature requests and and see those come to fruition, do you think that there still is that kind of a relationship? Because obviously we don't have a. It used to be back in the days of Google Plus. We had the Google Plus forum where uh, many people from your team as well frequented. Do you think custom templates are now the way for the community to participate, or do you still see there's Google Tag Manager to be a special product in the sense that there's such an immediate access to the engineers as well?
0: Yeah, I think like any product that has grown out of its infancy, um, there's a need to scale. And so Tag Manager has a a large user base and... um, and the engineering team is still limited, right? There's still only so many people that work on it. And so uh, we have a lot of support across Google. Uh, there's um, there's our customer support representatives. We have technical uh, representatives that field a lot of customers and, and uh, field a lot of customer requests. And uh, there are forums for our partners to reach out. Uh, There's always the the, uh, feedback option within the product that does route to the engineering team to take a look at that feedback. We look at it and when it's actionable, we'll take action on it. Uh, And so we want to be responsive to those things. But as the product is growing, of course, it can't necessarily have that same organic feel that it had early on. Uh, and server-side GTM is, I think has been in a similar boat. Like as we launched it, um, it's, it's growing. And so as the community grows, we, we rely more on the community to support one another. Uh, and there are channels where, um, our customers can reach out to us and we try to be responsive to that as much as we can. Um, and when that feedback is actionable, you know, we capture it and we address it.
1: Um, Related to something you mentioned earlier about uh, when you talked about the sandbox APIs and security, GTM actually has released a lot of features over the years designed specifically to improve the trust relationship between, you know, for example, IT and GTM users. So you've released things like environments, there's policies, there's approval queues. And I don't think people really speak enough about these. I think these have, at least in the grand scheme of things, have been swept under the rug in in face of all the cool stuff that gtm lets you do without having to bother with those approval cues do you think these efforts that you do to foster this trust and this relationship between between it and governance do you think these features are being widely adopted and because i don't think they are and and do you, do you, why do you think that is
0: yeah, that's a good question. So these features are are built to address specific needs. There are organizations that have needs to uh, QA in different environments. There are organizations that need um, the governance of uh, a disconnect and role between the marketer who's making the changes and some approver uh, that pushes those changes live. There are other things like policies that you referred to, um, there's the allow lists and the de- deny list for classes of tags um, or individual tags where IT can control what is and isn't allowed to be done within a GTM container. And these all exist to uh, foster that trust across the organization it's not gtm's not just a marketer tool it's a tool to facilitate communication and interactions between these different parts of the organization and we want to give organizations the tools that they need to do that to feel comfortable in that the level of adoption uh, i think dep- just depends on the organization like any security related features there's always a friction between ease of use and um and kind of the security that comes with that particular feature. And I think every organization needs to find the balance for themselves.
1: Right. So when when we have these features like policy scripts and, and um, these allow lists and block lists, do you see a risk of uh, a, a strict organization implementing so many of these that the qualities that make GTM what it is, the the time to market being really fast, being able to deploy changes without having to wait for release cycles, do you think they actually erode enough of GTM's benefits away that it doesn't really make sense to have GTM on the site at all at that point?
0: From what I understand in organizations that uh, where tagging is very, very difficult, it's difficult to get code changes out, GTM still provides a safe way to do that. In an organization that's very security conscious, uh, like you're suggesting, you know that GTM snippet can be can be really locked down to only do certain types of integrations, say only Google Analytics or Google Ads measurement. And in that case, even within those kind of constraints, uh, GTM still has a lot of value to the marketer to update, say, their conversion tracking rules uh, without adding a new risk to the site.
1: Uh, wh- one, of my, one of the things I absolutely want to ask is, and put you in a tough spot here, is how do you design features so that both power users and total beginners could benefit from GTM and not either be underwhelmed or overwhelmed by what you put out?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. So we, it, it's really hard. It's a hard thing to do. I think what you see is we have GTAG, GTAG.js, and it has a number of default behaviors, uh, that just work for Google integrations, and fortunately, a lot of those default behaviors can be can be facilitated inside GTM relatively easily. Uh, but it's very hard to find kind of that balance between the power user and uh, and the basic user that just wants to get some basic things done. We try to make the default experience as seamless and simple as as possible and we try to give as few kind of options to to break it or make it not work and and tools to detect when it does things like tag assistant that can show you when things are not behaving the way that you would expect and then pushing those more advanced features down below the fold so to speak right into into things like the more options uh, deeper down in the tag configuration so so there's kind of a balance. We also have an organization of user experience experts that can help us um, think through what the experience is for our different users and uh, help us design features that will will work best.
1: You already mentioned this in one of your responses, but I just want to pick it, pick it a bit more. Um, so tag management solutions typically have been marketed as a... As a marketer's tool, pun intended. Um, but where do you think it sits within the modern digital organization? Is it still a, a m- almost no code solution for digital marketers? Or do you see, um, or when you're feature engineering, do you see it as something that sits in IT or web developers or, or in some kind of an agile setting? Where do you think it sits best, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, going back to what we were talking about before, GTM. Is about facilitating relationships across the organization. So it's not just a marketer's tool; it's a way to bridge that gap between marketers, or marketers and developers. It's a way to give marketers the tools that they need to get their job done in an efficient way, but to give developers in the IT organization the controls that they need to ensure that that is safe. And so, uh, and there's other teams that are involved in a modern digital organization as well, like compliance teams and. Uh, and GTM can, can help bridge this gap via you know, those on-page controls, um, the policies, like you mentioned earlier, uh, the allow lists, the deny lists. And, and so a modern organization, a digital organization, needs to plan for the relationship between these and how they choose to interact. Um, we seek to be a tool in which those organizations can interact with one another
1: one of the big frictions in in modern digital organizations comes from performance and and seems to be like especially with the for example the page experience update in google search now it seems like at least now everybody's concerned about performance making sure sites run fast making sure they run smoothly and so much of client side scripting these days it's just a compromise between what you can do and how much it hurts performance so i'm wondering uh, again, it's it's so valuable to ask this from an engineer working on the GTM team. How much does this uh, duality affect your daily work when you develop features? Because you have triggers that explicitly tell the user, by the way, this might hurt performance, so make sure you know what you're doing. So is this something that you need to battle with on a daily basis when developing features?
0: Yeah, it's something we think about a lot. We've put a lot of work on the GTM website to make the the JavaScript that we send down to the browser as small as possible. Based on that configuration, we have a complex kind of system to prune out all the things that aren't necessary um, so that we're really minimizing the amount of code that needs to go down on that page to do the measurement that that the marketer is asked to do on that page. So it's something we think about a lot, and we try to keep that, uh, that code small and efficient, uh, and compatible across as much of the browser ecosystem as we can. Uh, but this also speaks to the topic of server side tagging and where that can come in and give some of these benefits. You know, with server side tagging, there's this um, relationship between client side tagging and server side tagging, and that uh, in a client side tagging, often you'll have many uh, different scripts for different measurement vendors running on the page, uh, collecting and perhaps sending that data to to different places. And so that duplication of data can actually be uh, deduped and just sent to, say, a server that the customer owns, and then from there, shaped and routed to various third parties, reducing the amount of scripts uh, and the performance impact of client-side measurement, uh, reducing the amount of code that's running there, and then taking care of some of that logic uh, that, that right now gets pushed out to the browser that gets pushed out to the client, that logic can live in the server instead.
1: That's an excellent point. I think one of the absolute benefits of server-side tagging is this idea that it can reduce client-side bloat, if if used correctly, of course, And and there's there's no mechanism built into server-side tagging that automatically does this work for you. You need to engineer this and you need to change your client-side code to accommodate this. But one of the concerns that I've had regarding this is what you gain in performance, you kind of lose with transparency because you no longer have visibility to what happens to the data once it enters the server. I'm, I'm talking from a from the looking at what happens in the browser, for example. So you might see a Google Analytics 4 hit be dispatched from the browser to the server, but um, kind of behind your back, this hit can then be forwarded to not just Google, but other vendors as well. Do you see this um, as a problem? And and is this something you're trying to address with server-side tagging in the near future?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Server-side tagging uh, does does take this data in and shape and route it. And the visibility that we give into where that data goes, uh, it happens on a couple of different fronts. You could see uh, in the preview mode, so there's a preview page you can pull up and and get boxes that show for individual tags what request did that tag make? What data did that tag send out of the server? Uh, there's also the option to, to hook in and get data back about what tags fired in your server. So there's an, a sandbox JS API, similar to what we have in web, that allows you to do monitoring of your container, and that you can audit the permissions for each of those tags. So because all of the tags are built in sandbox JavaScript, including the Google tags, you can see what uh, data, those tags, what permission those data's what permission those tags have in terms of sending data out of the browser. The tag has to ask for permission to send an HTTP request and to where. Beyond that, Simo, I know you have made a feature request for server-side GTM that we log or give some other kind of global visibility to all requests that leave the server. And that's something that we're considering and it is in our backlog. Uh, in terms of how we can best kind of expose that to the user. We want to be transparent about the data that's leaving the server. We we firmly believe that the customer owns the server, the customer owns this data, and they should have visibility into what's going on there.
1: One follow-up to that is that is there a way to retrieve back to the browser what happened in the server so one of the like this this solves a great deal this all the things you described solve for the organization to have accountability and to be able to retrace what happens and to be able to log that information but one blind spot is still the actual browser user who doesn't know what is happening with their data so is there is there a way or is there something planned to have be able to communicate back from the server, back to the browser, and then have the browser process those things? So one thing I'm, I'm thinking about is when I send a GA4 hit to the server, I would like the server to respond back to the browser that, hey, by the way, this GA4 hit also fired this, this, and this, and this tag for auditing purposes, for example, and to make sure that my consent is being uh, respected.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. We don't have any current plans to report back to the browser what uh, what is happening server side? Because that that is the responsibility of the organization, yep. Yep. Um, and and that's no different than client side measurement. Client side measurement is more visible in that you can you can see the requests that went out from the browser, of course. But server side GTM doesn't do anything novel or new from this perspective. The customer, the marketer, uh, organization has always had the ability to to use web logs to do to do data collection and so an audit of uh, how data is used and consenting respect is always something ultimately that that lands on the organization Um, and so I agree the 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 user themselves can't necessarily see what happened in the browser but it's still the organization's responsibility to make sure that they're handling data with care uh, and and that we're giving them the tools to know that that's happening.
1: That's an excellent point, and that's something that's also often overlooked. I think when when the solutions are engineered, there's a lot of pressure to be put on the vendor to do everything right, and that kind of people expect it to absolve the organization running these tools from all responsibility, when in fact it is always. and, and this kind of takes us full circle because server-side tagging runs on the organization's environment. It's their own, it's owned by them, it's their governance. So, you know, throwing your hands up and saying Google should do this, isn't probably the best cop-out when you start working with server-side tagging. Uh, And I would
0: also interject here that, um, even at server-side tagging to your question about, uh, the visibility into where the requests are going with policies, which server-side tagging supports, you could restrict the access uh, where any tag globally across that container can access. Yeah. So you can say that this all tags in this container are restricted to only talking to certain domains.
1: Um, we're just about to wrap up, but I, since I have you here, you know that I have to ask a roadmap question from you. So I, I just want to know, what are some of the biggest things coming down the line um, for server-side tagging and for GTM in general?
0: First, I'll call out. Consent configurations in GTM, which gives a lot more control both to uh, the tags and to the marketer um, to decide how they want to handle consent configurations, how they should be handled in a particular mode um, and for a particular vendor and and how that data is being used. Uh, That's something that the team's been hard at work with and continues the story of consent mode in general, which has been a part of the Google tags for some time now. Uh, and responding to consent mode appropriately uh, and only collecting you know consented data when that's when that's permitted. Beyond that, uh, we're looking a lot at the relationship between GTM and GTAG and where there's friction, where there's confusion between these offerings um, and how we can, can how we can re- reduce um, that friction or that confusion. And then on the server side GTM side, uh, we've, been, we've been working hard on the Google Ads and Floodlight tags, uh, which, are, which are naturally kind of a next evolution after the Google Analytics tags that have been in there for some time. Uh, and then we'll be looking at other integrations with cloud services and really looking to kind of what are the new exciting possibilities that, are, that we can bring to uh, capabilities in that, in that product, in that feature. Uh, Now that this first party data is in a server that the customer owns, what are the new things that we can do uh, with that? And so high level, those are kind of the things that we're we're thinking about, you know, consent mode, uh, consent configurations in GTM, and then uh, then on server side GTM, uh, really building out those Google integrations and then integrations with other cloud services as well.
1: So just to quickly clarify on this, because the constant configurations has, I think it's it's been a bit confusing for some, but they are specifically a GTM feature. And they so they, they add additional level of control to G, Google tags in, in GTM and to other vendors' tags as well. But they're kind of separate from the GTAG constant API in that they are technically different or?
0: Yeah, so the GTAG consent APIs allow, uh, allow a, a consent... Uh, framework or or for the uh, the IT organization or whoever is controlling it to indicate kind of state of consent, and that will control the behavior of Google tags, uh, whether GTM or G tag. Uh, but then these consent configurations also allow the the marketer to have more control over how they want those tags to behave in particular uh, modes. And it also gives uh, kind of extends that option to the third party tags as well.
1: Will constant mode and consent configurations be integrated into server-side tagging as well if I wanted to um, change tag behavior in server-side based on what the user has set in their in their browser as their consent behavior, for example?
0: I expect that you'll see those consent configurations come to server-side sometime in the not too distant future.
1: That's all I wanted to hear. All right, Adam, we're about to wrap up. So I have one last little thought experiment for you. And I'm very curious about what you'll answer. But imagine that I am now able to give you godlike powers. and, And with the snap of your fingers, you can change any aspect of GTM, Google Tech Manager, past, present, or future. And you don't have to worry about what your boss says. You don't have to worry about what the market says. You don't have to worry about release cycles. Or you don't even have to worry about how the browser works. What would you change and why?
0: Personally, I would love to see all the custom JavaScript and custom HTML move to sandbox JavaScript. Uh, I think the sandbox JavaScript tech just gives um, an immense amount of uh, visibility and control um, to uh, to the organization, to the user. And uh, custom JavaScript, custom HTML has risks. Uh, it also can, can degrade performance of the, of the site. And so it was... The custom HTML, custom JavaScript was something that uh, is important. We recognize that it was important, but it was also before the sandbox JavaScript tech existed. And so there's a lot of uh, those legacy tags out there. If I could snap my fingers, I would love to see all of that moved to sandbox JavaScript. However, uh, I have asked some other engineers on the team what they would say to this question, uh, people who have been around for many years, and uh, what kind of... They would change at the snap of a finger one one engineer I asked said that they would uh they would get rid of both the two data models for a data layer. There's a v one and a v two of data layer, and uh for historic reasons, we support both, but it creates complexity in our in our code um, that they would love to see us rid of. Uh, another engineer I asked. Said so that they they would kind of snap their fingers and make the the integration between web and server side GTM much more seamless, which I would I would agree with. Um, right now, when you use server side GTM, you use server side GTM, and then you can make changes to your web GTM to talk to server GTM, but to have that kind of uh, that configuration more seamless um, to bring kind of uh, the experience together, and uh, to make. To make transitioning from one to the other um, easier, I would love to see that as well. And that's something that we're thinking thinking hard about, but uh, I can't snap my fingers to fix it.
1: You can, if you believe in yourself. The The problem with this question is that whenever I ask it, I get uh, a, a 50 follow-up questions and we can go on for another hour with this, but I think I'll leave you alone for now. This has been very, very enlightening. Um, as a as a kind of GTM fanboy, I'm, I'm super grateful for you to make the time for this interview and also for for all the work you've put into specifically into server-side tagging, which I do really personally believe is, is somewhat of a paradigm shift when it comes to tagging. I'm really, really excited to see what other tools and features are coming up, especially that improve even further the organization's capability to take ownership of those flaky, flaky data streams. Thank you, Adam. I'm just feeling so fortunate to have such amazing guests join this podcast. People who are much more qualified than I am to talk about any of the topics we've chosen for this podcast. And to celebrate this, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have our first solo episode, so no guests this time around. Until then, take care.